Hi, I'm Oliver and this is Deep Cuts, a channel dedicated to music for lovers of music. Today's the fourth Deep Cuts podcast and I'm delighted to have joining me swish and cosy tides of hip-hop group The North Days. These guys are based in the north of England in a city called Leeds and the reason I invited them on today is because I've been following their music for a couple of years and I think they're a really talented duo that's that's going to do big things. The mixtapes and the, the, the records they've already released have had such a unique quality to them. They're very ethereal, not just in the production, but in their delivery as well, that dual delivery that they both have. Um, so I'm very excited to talk to them. We talk about a number of different things in this podcast. We talk about the importance of the, of the UK grime scene. We talk about the American trap scene, the importance of geography to the music of the North Face. That's kind of a big topic I was really interested to go into. And we even, I think, discussed video games at one point. So it's quite a diverse conversation. There are a couple of audio quality issues during this podcast, so it's a little bit ragged, a bit DIY, but hopefully you will be able to ignore that and get past it for the content, because I think we had a, a really interesting discussion. And that's it. I hope you enjoy the discussion. Take it away. So today I'm joined by Swish and Coasty Tides of the North Face. How are you guys doing today? Not too bad. Not too bad. So it's, it's, it's a nice chilly afternoon out in the northern right now. We're just we're just kicking back, man. Glad to have a nice chat. Good, nice and chill. Let's uh, looking forward to a nice chill conversation today. Hopefully, we'll open some minds and, and talk about some interesting stuff. I was introduced to you guys through um, Mellow Thrills, um, so the twenty sixteen project you guys did. That was the first. That was the first time I ever listened to anything you guys had done. And what struck me immediately when I listened to it was the sense of the ethereal that your music possesses. You have this kind of, I don't know, this knack for using wistful, laid back synth samples, but your flows, the flows you have, they have like an energetic nature. And I think that makes for a really unique atmosphere. And that's, I guess that's kind of what pulled me to your projects in the first place. I guess my first question to you guys would be, is there any specific focus or of influences or themes that you both laid out before writing and producing your tracks? Or did that kind of sense of homogeny just happen naturally as you, as you started working together? Uh, yeah. I feel like it's a fusion of vibes because Swish was always a grime head and I was into the hip hop and shit. So when we merged it together, we was kind of at like a 120, 110 sort of tempo. It's kind of like a flexible tempo where you can kind of do whatever you want. You can rather go slow, go fast. So we kind of like, we fuck with that tempo a lot so we can kind of get as creative as we want with it. We yeah. usually like it quite speedy. We like to be able to speed it up and slow it down whenever we feel. Yeah yeah definitely and is that is that because i know you guys talk about like the saber sound which is like a sound that you you guys have kind of developed is that is that how would you kind of describe that to someone who's never come across it before if you was in the if you was in the final scene of star wars and yoda just pulled out his saber that's 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 the sound <laughs> that our music replicates yeah that's the like the the, the, the energy the, that lasery like electrical like kind of like sound and that's that's where we like like to be i think that's where we're most uh forefront in and the speedy stuff that i've inside of it literally as you said before that just comes from like uh back in the day like listening to grime and stuff that's 140 tempo like that's what the art is so we're always just used to in that pocket and in that mode and the two fusions yeah. together like they've they created this and we never really no one's ever really able to put a, like a a one word stamp on what they would call it. Therefore, mm. it gives us the like opportunity to you know create and stamp a name on it ourselves, and that's why we call it like Saber Sound. So that's that's why we. I like it. 
I like it. I'm sure there'll be some Star Wars heads listening that'll appreciate that as well. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I haven't even seen yeah, Last definitely. Jedi as of yet. I'm still yeah. Have you seen Last Jedi? I have seen The Last Jedi. Yeah, I didn't actually um, like it that much, i got to be honest. You know what it is? I know a few people have been slating it like so bad and I can't... It's almost out of cinemas now. Like, I think I'm just going to have to get a Fire HD, like, Blu-ray DVD or something (laughs) and just pee people. Nah, man, the reviews ain't good. It's kind of sad still. Yeah, just avoid people. I mean, I went to... I went up down to London to see it uh, on a midnight screening and, um, yeah, I just we all kind of came out and just felt really disappointed. Like the magic, I feel like what you guys are trying to, like you guys are explaining with your sound and that kind of moment with the lightsaber and everything. I feel like that, that was entirely missing from the last Jedi. I just, that's why we're here. Yeah. That's That's why why we're we're here, here, man. Like we know, we know about the crisis that's going on. Like, yo, under the ground, under the floor. I'm going off the last Jedi. You get me? (laughs) We we are the last one. We are the last Jedi's man. You know what? I'd rather see, I think I'd rather see a documentary with you guys than watch The Last Jedi, definitely. I reckon that should be, maybe that should be the next part of the trilogy. It's just completely change it up. You guys just be the Jedi. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Yeah, 100% man. The whole cinematic shit, like, yo, we're coming with them, are we going to be reviving? Should we pitch it to Disney? Oh, oh. Yo, di- yeah, because they're, they're yeah. in control of the shits now at the moment. Do you think that's yeah, the yeah. downfall? Like... Disney yeah. being in control, yeah, I think that's why. I, re- I reckon so. Yeah, I feel. Like, I mean, that I'm probably going to actually feed into a question I was going to ask you guys about the grime scene now as well. I think that when when these kind of large corporations and the media start getting hold of something that I mean, you know, I guess with Star Wars, it always was a big corporation in some ways, wasn't it? But it just feels like the magic is taken away, and it never doesn't feel as original as it used to be. Um. And bringing, I guess, bringing that back around to music a little bit, it, you said that you some of the influence of you guys was grime. Obviously, from being from the UK myself, that's kind of something I grew up on as well. How do you guys feel about the grime scene in twenty eighteen? Like, what is it? What is it to you at this point? I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm, I'm less grime than Swish. I'm not sure what the grime scene <laughs> is anymore. I mean, like back in the day, like two thousand and thirteen, two thousand and fourteen, like there was shit like JDC Media. People releasing freestyles all the time. It was a lot of people just like doing a thirty-two on a, on a beat. It's a freestyle. Like people are getting a lot more professional with it now. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's kind of taking away the grime feel of it. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, not don't get me wrong. Like it's come like it's come mad far, like ri- like ridiculous to the point where I don't really like peep into like radio, like like radio FM, like radio one, BBC, and all of that. And like as of late, like I've put it on and like. The amount of like grime and like drill tunes that I like get prime time like played, the stuff is just kind of like. I feel like drill is where grime yeah, kinda was. Like, yeah. Drill is where grime was. It was, it was real criminal, thuggish back in the day. It's, yeah. a lot more, it's a lot more professional. You can make a lot of money out of it now. It's a good thing. It's no, 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 definitely. I mean, I think it turns like grime. I think it's all, it, it's, it's healthy. It's healthy. It's sick. Like, and all aspects of it are still going on. Like, you've got your underground radio like people are still like going to sets and like shelling and you've got like your mainstream grind where people are like so i th- i think it's i think it's in a good pace it's just where to look for it in like certain places because you always have a thing where people will have their opinions on genres where they feel like it's dying or they yeah. feel like but i don't really feel like any genre like really like ever dies or like is dying like it's cracking somewhere it's just finding out where that like pocket is and if you're in tune with the 
a genre like as much as like you feel then you will seek that out and like you will like find yeah. it and i just feel like that's like with everything but grimes in a good place man grimes grimes sick and it's uk it's it's us in it so i like to hear that because i think there's really like you say it's really easy to go this this genre is dying i mean you hear it in the press like at least twice a year it's like oh rock's dead and it's like okay but why, why are we still getting rock albums all the time then if rock's dead, you know? It doesn't make any sense. And I feel like it's all just part of a, a way of the media spinning something that isn't really there. Because I think, I think you're right. I mean, Grime might have changed in some ways. I mean, last year, I, one of my favourite albums last year was Wiley's Godfather, which, I don't know, you can say is perhaps a bit more of a shiny example of, of what the Grime sound used to be. Um, but, you know, he, people all over the world are hearing that sound and they're hearing influences of the UK scene, which it can only be a positive thing, right? Yeah, definitely. No, 100%. Like, he's like, they've always had that kind of thing where, like, we, we wanted to, like, cross borders and go over to, like, the States and in all these, like, different places. And to finally see it now where, like, Grime artists are touring in, like, American, like, spots and stuff. I mean, I don't feel like they really needed that anyway because it's, it, it's, it's nang and it's, it's sick, like, the way yeah. it is. But uh, there's always that kind of, like, recognition, like, feel where you feel like you want to, like, break those like kind of bridges and like they they, they, they have money. done and it's they know sick, there's man. money in it so they're moving more professional with it yeah they're being more yeah, behaved because yeah. it can get more endorsements and more opportunities and shit yeah man it's sick and i feel like it's like all the pioneers of it who had to like struggle like for so much trying to make this thing like bust and make it work like they they you can hear it from like people like wiley and stuff like it's just like yeah it's just a, what's the word for it? Like a blessing for, you know, like everybody who's coming up in it now to be able to like wreak such benefits off of something that was so, you know, constructed to like one place and maybe labeled as, like you're saying with the media, how they like mm-hmm. to like label um, the, the genre and stuff like that. That stuff is slowly breaking away in it and like, yeah. it'll continue to do so. so yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you say, no one was ever going to make any money off the Risky Roads tapes, were they? And, and that kind of Pirate FM stuff. But it was so exciting that that was there, but it was never going to be something that you could sustainably live off. So the fact that someone, you know, someone relatively new in the scene like Stormzy's managed to make an album that's pretty much done really well across the world, uh, it's, it's it's a really positive thing. <laughs> She's on X Factor. Yeah, it's on X Factor. Like, that, that, that is huge. A grand artist on yeah. X Factor. No, he's the same. Like, like, to happen. Who would have said that? Rules, like, man. you know, 10 years ago. That's. I mean, I know you had, I know Dizzy Rascal, obviously Boy in the Corner was one of those records that kind of was the first one to properly break mainstream. I won the Wet Mercury Music Prize in 2003, I think it was. So so that, that was something. But I don't know. It always felt like Dizzy Rascal was doing something very different to the rest of the scene anyway. So it didn't feel like maybe it was the best example of the scene to people outside of it. Yeah, standard for sure. I mean, even with the Dizzy thing, like, um, yeah, everybody has, a, like, an opinions on, like, the path he, like, kind of went down in, like, slightly different way. It wasn't, when people saying it wasn't like Grime and kind of like, but I think when something's so precious, like Grime, like, and it's so um, unique, when somebody, like, strays away from it to do something else for, like, other benefits, people can see yeah. it as, like, oh, you know, the whole selling out, blah, 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 but... Yo, in in when you're an art, when you're actually an artist, or you're trying to get somewhere, you get why people go down these kind of like routes and bullshit. Cause like at that time, it would have been pressure in it, like times ticking, like you would have yeah. had to like get something going. But like, yeah, like that's that's 
bad situation, but I think everybody who's like stood, stayed true to it and like has been like on it for like ages is like they're, they're, they are seeing like the, the benefits from it too. And yeah, definitely. Like pe- people like Giggs is really great to see still doing stuff and, and he still sounds the way he sounded before, you know? Like I don't have an issue with, with what Dizzy did going into the pop world and sort of the, the mid 2007 and then and then moving on. I think the something that I kind of highlighted on one of my videos last year when Dizzy's new record came out was that it was released in, with this whole sort of venom about like, oh, I was the one that created this scene, so don't tell me about it. And it's like, well, yeah, but at the same time, you also, for lack of a better word, abandoned that scene for a good number of years to do the pop stuff with people like Calvin Harris and people like that. And you've moved back into it. And, and, and the whole thing was this kind of diatribe against people like Wiley, like you weren't the originator, I wasn't. And for me, that felt frustrating because for me, when Godfather was released, it felt like a celebration of the grime scene and it made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside about about the scene and like where people have got and stuff and I feel like someone like Dizzy kind of has completely forgotten that that it was about that in the first place and you know there, there were it was rivalries but a lot of it felt you know relatively healthy I know there's examples where it wasn't but do you know what I mean there was a real sort of sense of community there which I think is still there in a lot of grime but I feel like someone like Dizzy perhaps misses out on that yeah Stan I feel like he's a bit like and what that on that side, but I think the people who are like staying true to it, they have like big enough voices and big enough, uh, like the, the listeners and stuff to be able to bring like the 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 real shit through and for it to like like flourish and stuff. So yeah, it was sick. I rated Godfather man. Like uh, while the Godfather album was sick. Like I'm trying to think was the. Like the back to back with like Devlin and stuff when they from oh they were yeah like holy holy grind yeah that's an absolute like that was one of my favorite tracks on the record it's, yeah that beat savage man I want to know who produced that beat as well because that beat is nutty like yeah. it's one of the ones where I had like I had shitty earphones when I was uh, listening to it at first so I won't I won't really hearing like the depth of like the beat and stuff and then I upgraded like and then I heard the freaking yeah. holy and then it just yeah yeah man. It's disgusting, isn't it? In the yeah, it's disgusting. Way. Like, it's so, yeah, I, I thought it was a great album. And um, yeah, a really lovely example of, of what, what the scene's done and, and what the scene can be. I guess that is interesting as well that you guys are, or, or certainly want, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of influence of grime there, but, but you're, as the North Face, your music is not, doesn't sound like grime. And I wouldn't want to, I, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't class it as grime. No, 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 I wouldn't um, class it as grime either, no, no way. No, which, and, and I think there's a, there's a really interesting prevalence of uh, going back to kind of media, uh, the media again and, and the way they portray things. But have you guys heard of an artist called Ghost Poet? I haven't, you know, Ghost Poet? Okay. No, no, no. no. So he's like, um, he does a lot of, some, he does some really interesting stuff and he's always classed as a hip hop artist. Um, and he's even been classed as grime by some American journalists. And it's like, you you not understand the scene at all. Um, because, you know, grime's got a very specific sound. And I, I wouldn't say there's anything about you, your music that says grime, but it, it feels like anybody that's kind of doing hip hop or um, or rap, any, any music with rapping in it that's British ends up being described as grime, which must be really frustrating um, from being in that kind of scene. Yeah, it's really, it's really bad. Like, I mean, even with like common knowledge, like people who I'll even speak to and then they'll be like, oh, like, do you really like grime and stuff? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they start pulling names out of the bag and it's kind of like, nah, like you're going super left. Like, you're not even hitting it like 
on the obviously with like the big names like Skepta and stuff and like yeah cool but like a lot of like the UK like rap scene names can easily get flung into it and I feel like it's just I don't know I feel it's just I feel it's a bit of an injustice because it's just like it it's grime is like important enough for you to be able to you know subdivision it like like break it down to who's like what grime is and what isn't but I guess maybe it's just yeah. common knowledge as well because um, people yeah. just maybe it's put under like urban so like anything that's like urban can just yeah just chuck it on the grime because like yeah they don't collapse easy, or whatever. Yeah. Easy, yeah, yeah easy yeah. That, but that's frustrating easy. though because it doesn't it doesn't inspire very creative conversations about music or, and the styles of music because that people should know what why grime sounds like grime where it's derived from the fact it's from uk garage and you know the number of people i speak to and they, they will claim that you know grime is just britain's version of of, hip, of american hip-hop and i think that that's just not the right way of looking at the way the grime scene evolved at all like people like pay as you go cartel and things like that back in the really late 90s early 2000s turn millennium they they i it just doesn't feel like it was coming from a place of America. It feels like it's coming from a place of British celebration, if anything. No, hundred percent. Like they should, they should ground it like hundred percent down to like British soil. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's influences and influences in from how many like eons ago. Like, yeah, the Americans like they they like created this like hip hop sound, and so many sub things have like come from it. But I don't feel like it's it's all history. But like, you, I don't, I don't. Like you said, like it's a British celebration, so I think it should be like concreted to that and let it let the story be told from like, do you get me from like the the things like garage and drum and bass or whatever was going yeah, on yeah. before it came on, and then let the story like ocean out like onto like grime and how that became not not try do you get me water it down by just labeling it down to some like American like subdivision thing like fuck that like yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's just not. It's not true either. It's just frustrating sort of um, spin on 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 the way a, a scene is created, and it, and it definitely removes some of the uniqueness of something like grime. I get. I guess that it brings me to an an interesting question about geography that I wanted to ask you guys anyway, because I know the fact that you guys come from Leeds and the north of England is a big part of of your, your identity and your music, and that kind of comes across. Um, obviously it's partially from your accents as well you know if, if American people from other countries listen to this they might not realize but you know you guys come from the north of England so you have northern accents but how, how important is geography to your artistic vision of your of the North A's and, and the music you make like how, how important is that connection um it's very important just because it's we kind of like like what's the word cultivate or like just bring like it's we we label it to everything from like our like daily like trips to our way we see life like to yeah just really embody um shout outs for the big words yeah uh, embodying like um just embodying like where we're from because like it's especially in the music scene as well it's always seen as like some sort of like minority or like rarity as to where it's from therefore we want to do like as much justice to bring it to the forefront like as like northern as it is so references like slang like our accent like i just it's a big thing to keep it 100 percent authentic because it's like the it's we see it as like the the best thing so we we 
we we make Charlotte's a uh, that's not Colgate C is the best best thing. Why 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 do you say that? Uh, why do you say that? There's always greener grass elsewhere. Yeah. I love the north. I was born and raised here, but you know what I mean. Like it's a weird scene here. It's quiet. I, yeah, it's very I, quiet. I, I'm, yeah. I'm very happy to come out of here, but I don't intend on staying here. Just okay. just because of the the lack of the unity. It's it's a bit it's a bit different down to compared to down south. South kind of have this togetherness, even though they're not together. If you get me, that's really interesting. To hear. That's really interesting hearing that from someone who I've always been. I've always lived in the south. And it's funny, every time I visit the north, I get this real sense of community that I feel like I don't get down south. So that's really interesting that you say that because it's almost like it's completely different to the experience I've had of, of going up of going up north. I feel like, like yeah. it, right in the north, you, you're in a group, but it's a much smaller group. I feel like south okay. are a collective as a whole. Like if I think of one south artist, I cannot automatically tell you like another four just off the top of my head that are kind of on the same sort of wave as that person. In the north, you kind of like if you it, when there's the north is there is just the north is there is kind of no one else on this wave here. If you get me, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So, so I guess well, we've talked about people like people in the grime scene moving over to America for success and things like that. If you guys um, had an opportunity, not necessarily to move to America, but to to go down south or go somewhere else and, and follow something in terms of your musical projects, do you feel like? the identity of your music would change because Leeds and the North is so important to your sound. Do you think that would affect the, the way you approached creating music? That's an interesting question. Um, it has, it, like, I mean, it has a location, like any anywhere that we go, it's still it, the, the aesthetic and the, uh, the way music is made remains um, because we, because that's, it's, it's, as I said, it's like, it's an embodiment of like, where we're from. I mean, if we were to like, if it's a case of like moving location or going somewhere, it's purely because of the benefits. Uh, of being in that yeah, the, the the benefits and like the the uh, right, right networking side of things, where things are a lot more yeah. like fluent and like round the corner kind of thing. It's not that we uh, don't that's, like that's, this that's 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 the only that's the only thing that we. If it was like more like networky, um, where like we were, it would be more of. Yeah, yeah, if it was I like more, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just music, and yeah, it's just music and like, like business side of things, and like that kind of thing is the only thing that kind of sh- like th- makes us think to move to somewhere that's more like networking. But it happens all all the time. But in terms of like the aesthetic and the way we make music, like that will ever remain like from like the soil like outwards. It will never be like anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's. That's, and, and that's interesting as well because, uh, you know, listening to, obviously listening to Mellow Thrills is something I've listened to quite often, but also your Sabre series that you did, uh, I think last year was that, did it come out last year, Sabre series? Yeah, it was last year, yeah. Yeah, so, so something I really noticed about that, which was really interesting, is that you've got like this, obviously astral is a word that you guys use, like astral planes is something that you discuss quite a lot in your lyrics, and you've got tracks that are, that are called Lunar Cycling, Planets and Oceans, and it kind of feels like in some ways your lyrics are vying for exploration, but also you've got that connection to the to the soil and your roots of lead. So I really like the fact that there's kind of like a dual focus going on there. There's like an idea of exploration, but also sort of, yeah, I'm a man of you're nature. connected. <laughs> yeah. I'm a man of nature. I love the planets and shit. I don't really meditate as much as I used to, but I used to astral project quite often. And so I always had a lot to really? talk about on it. 
it was yeah, it was an interesting phase. We were like two thousand no two thousand fifteen to like seventeen. Onwards, yeah, yeah. Kind of was. faded out after I had a little drug phase, but that always happens when you're growing up and shit. Yeah, so, yeah but yeah. like it's it gives you a lot of content you see a lot of things it gives you all sorts of experiences and you don't even need to leave your household sort of thing because i'm not really an out kind of person especially in the north because it's hell cold now <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i used to like the winter but uh, this winter's yeah really this past winter's winter. been rough it's man been i swear down, yeah you've had man. a cold yeah for sure so I've just sure. been in my living room and shit and just I've just been plotting in here. But when it comes to all like the astral talk and stuff, that's actually just from experiences like taking DMT before and stuff and acid trips and stuff. So it gives you a lot of content, even though you don't need to be doing much. So kind of within the mind. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy that. Well, I like, I, that's what I like about it. Because I've, you know, listening through to some of the bars that you guys, you guys have and, and, you know, there, there's moments where you talk about astral planes, things like that. And then I know in one of the tracks I was listening to the other day, you mentioned Splinter Cell. And it's like, I really like the fact that there's experiences there from from elements of culture that we would have all experienced. So some of us have experienced, but then also something else as well. There's like something something ethereal that's kind of hard to catch on to. Uh, I mean, it's always good to be able to relate to the people. Like we play a lot of games and stuff. So we always make sure that we mention that. Like Pokemon, anime, all that stuff. It all kind of... It, a lot of people relate to it a lot more than I imagined to as well. I always thought it was kind of weird and shit, but a lot of people yeah, like it, which is no, like weird. Massively, nice. there's yeah. I mean, yeah. I think also gaming culture as well has, has become so much more prevalent in society, hasn't it? I mean, everyone games now, whether that's gaming on your phone or, or kind of gaming on consoles and stuff. I've gotten so bad at it as well. <laughs> yeah, games. <laughs> I can. Yeah, it's I fall out of it quite a bit. Man. Yeah, from... these kids are serious. Uh, have, you, have you played Fortnite? Uh, no, I haven't. No, it's, it's like this new game. It's like a little RPG on PlayStation Four, Xbox One. It's crazy. You should play that shit. <laughs> but he, he, the kids on there are serious. It's just not. Yeah, like yeah. For for me, I find that yeah, I go through phases. Like I um, I got Dark Souls. Finally, started playing through Dark Souls, and to be honest, I'm awful and I can't. I can't. I can't hack it. I have to turn it off and put put the put the controller down. You know. Bro has it. He plays it too. It's it's a weird game, man. It's a weird world you're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind it's of... not only is it weird, but it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. I'm not putting that, that seriously. It's ridiculous. Yeah, practice makes perfect, man. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. What's the What's the Dark Souls um fan phrase? Get good, isn't it? Get just get good. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, is how it is. Yeah, yeah, standard. Yeah, yeah. it says it on the tin. I don't have time, you know. I'd like, I, I want, I'd love to just sit down and spend hours trying to get good at Dark Souls, but I just feel like, like the games are like you want to get into. It's, it's very time like consuming. Like, there's, I have, I have time for these games, but it's the thing I don't have the attention span for them anymore. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I used to, like, call, like Call of Duty used to be able to stay up for like twenty four hours to get that prestige and shit. Now I can't even stay in the game for like three hours. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe it's a good thing, though. Maybe it's a good thing. Like, you enjoy video games for a bit, but then you want to move on to something else because it's very easy to get sucked into something, isn't it? And you realize you've wasted an entire week sitting on the sofa only playing one game, and you're like, oh, what have I got to show for it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, like now, I mean, with the um, the whole gaming thing, as I said, it's just part of like normal routines in like life and kind of like highlighting the things that maybe would not get overlooked but wouldn't be um i don't know put put in the kind of light that we'd like to put it in like 
tunes and music because literally it's just life it's just like yeah um, the life that we live and make sure that it's you know documented well documented but i think that's what makes your music feel honest as well is the fact that you include moments of everyday life but you've also got that other kind of otherworldly side to it as well because I think sometimes it can be easy to sort of resort to cliches, certainly as well when like in, in kind of the hip hop and rap scene, it's very easy to resort to, to kind of uh, cliches in bars, isn't it? And, and specific rhymes and stuff. And I've not ever, I've not listened to a single of any of, of your tracks where I've thought, oh, you know, that's, that's an obvious kind of, that's an obvious flow or that's an obvious point to make. Cause, cause there's like so many different things going on and it's, it's quite unique in that way. And I, I kind of wish more artists would, would take that and think, well, what is everyday life as well? Like what else will people relate to? that I can talk about. And sometimes it might just be something like a video game or like you say, anime or Pokemon or something like that. Just like something that, something cultural, you know? Yeah, something that's more like, yeah, like, I mean, with like, how it goes, you know what I mean? We've seen when there's waves in like the scene, people will like, you have the kind of like MCs or rappers who kind of just kind of like adapt to the time kind of thing. So, like, what's going on currently at that time, like, they will um, adapt to it more, so then they they start using the same, like, what what is even is it at the moment? I don't, I don't even know, but, like, the just the same references, the same old, because I don't even know. I don't even know what goes through, like, like heads when... No, in fact, I do. It's more to do... I think maybe it's more to do with, like, the hype of it. Everyone Therefore, it's it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I have a problem with it. I'm just saying you need to embody your own sauce within it. Yeah, well. like embody your own yeah. sauce and your own being for you to be able to, you know, get to the full like potential of what like your music and stuff could be. I think copying in that's just like dead. Like I can't, I can't. Like cutting is just long, a lot bro. Of things like, are being regurgitated right now. Yeah, all the time things get regurgitated. I mean, like I, I, the music seems weird it's really fun at the moment it's just not it's just not to be taken seriously yeah it's you not take it too seriously yeah. you don't upset yourself everyone's just taking a piss right now because they can make money with it so you, i don't blame people for doing it if you get me yeah like it's it's you understand where people's like angles are coming from or why they do certain but shit it's because just because they know it's so easy it's making people lack a lot of artistry yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like that That's i mean and it goes in waves hopefully like well, it will happen. Like the the artistry sound will definitely come back um, and be like very accessible um, to like, like everyone as long as no. In fact, yeah, no. It, it it's definitely gonna come back. It's just waves and how certain times like document themselves. But yeah, like the artistry stuff will definitely come back, man. And we 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 like to keep that like. 100 percent man because yeah. no, there's nothing yeah i mean that kind of whole thing reminds me of, of the of the american scene as well and that's kind of something i wanted to kind of put to you both because the american scene you know if someone listens to music for the first time i think they'll notice flavors of trap in there i think that's kind of undoubtedly there in some form but it's very it's it's attacked in a very different way and it's more about the the, the production than it is your flow but there's a big prevalence in certainly in America at the moment with kind of trap artists and mumble rappers, people like Lil Pump, Yachty, Migos, Designer, people like that. And, and you, you know, when you guys are talking about, uh, you know, endless recycling of ideas, isn't that what that entire scene is about at the moment? It's just endless recycling of the same idea. Oh, yeah. yeah it Everyone's is like saying everything. the same thing, just in a different way. And I mean, I know that's yeah. what rap is about, but they're making it so easy. It's way too easy. So way easy. too easy. Like, anybody can, like, anybody can hop on like 
that shit and with not a lot of like effort like make that shit pop like I so, used to I used to freestyle grime all the time, but yeah. because after listening to so much of that music, I can't yeah. I can't stop doing that A flow when I freestyle in it. <laughs> it's really <Yeah>. sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you come just, back, that's man. Just, that's just what the times have done. Yo, you know what I mean? It's yeah, really crazy. yeah, yeah. It's very like uh, even to the point where that's what I feel like. I feel like because of the like this all new wave of like trap stuff that's come on, it's kind of where everybody's kind of. Um, had to like settle it with themselves just kind of think all right like you know what it is what it is like and kind of like enjoying music for like what it is and like not maybe not taking it too serious so it allows you to listen to people like yeah you have to have the balance because yeah. i mean it's not like yeah, even some of that stuff will like bump and like we'll listen to but we understand like where it's coming from and that stuff so it it doesn't get us in a way where you know it's I'm still myself. It's still, I, yeah, yeah, it's I, I still yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but I know. I oh, know, there's I know no doubt that some of the tracks, some some of the tracks that come out of America have like a, you know, they they have like a, they do they do sound good. But then that's because so many of them are doing exactly the same sound. You know, sometimes like if you if you don't know if you guys listen to Migos, but like the new Migos record sounds like every other track. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Listen, Culture Two, bro. Yeah, Culture, Culture Two. two. That that was a violation. Man. They took the piss. They did it on purpose as well. You know what it is? They just yeah. did that. They did that for streaming that, and streaming only. Nobody gives you an hour forty-five minute album nowadays. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Is that is that just is that just the kind of newest embodiment of the meme now that you're creating? Because I, I heard the other day that um, Ray Strummond are going to release a three hour. Oh record. my god! Like, they're going to release what? You know what was that? Uh, yeah. Three album. They're three album. It's a Ray Strummond album, then a Sway Lee album, and then a Slim Jimmy album. Right. Now I yeah. love Ray Strummond, but once again, I know why they're doing that. They're doing it because of the streaming. Like it's yeah, they, they are so. taking the piss. They know exactly what they're doing. And yeah, I mean, and like, some people won't mind the fact that they can get all this music, but I feel like to give people so much music at once, it's crazy, man. Because you've only got so much, you've only got so much in you as an artist. Yeah, you've got so much time. I mean, but, but doesn't that kind of doesn't that kind of limit the quality or, or limit the um, the importance of it if you release a three hour record that just is full of crap? You know? Quality is better definitely than in quantity, and like with like sounds like Migos and like. Rashamid, people ain't heard of one hour forty five minutes full of like that kind of like music, like I to the point where to an hour forty five minutes of a lot of people in terms a lot of people like there's like like I think people who were able to nip that in a bud where like the consistency through like the tracks and like the the whole sound of it is so every tune has its own you know like purpose and like feeling like it's just like a sick sick thing to do, but with these like. To be honest, I think with these kind of like sounds and stuff, they haven't han got it in them to like hold up. With with the kind of like sounds that they're doing, haven't got it where they can do an hour and 45 and bring out all this music and flipping. It's going to stand time, like as a, as a one hour 45, I, like I, things I should do. I don't it's expect any human being to listen to an hour 45 minute album. Anymore. I feel like that's just where we now. Yeah, because of the quick... Like um, maybe, maybe an hour max for an album. I mean, even a North Face album, I don't even want to give like 40 to 50 minutes because I know what people are like and I'm just like them. Like I can only listen for so long. You have to be really yeah. doing. You have to be really doing. It ha- stuff yeah, it has to be really so to like keep me entwined into what's going on. 
it's got an embodiment. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just the times. It's just, literally just the times. Yeah, it's the times. It is. It's definitely a sign, isn't it? Like, I think the playlist culture as well. I mean, yeah, I, I run yeah, a, that's I run what I mean. Gr- there's, there's so much variety. When you just listen to one yeah. person for so long, it's kind of like, yo, I need a bit more. <laughs> and, and I'm not even a big fan of loads of features as well, but even that can help you in these times nowadays. If you have a few people on your songs here and there, just to help you get the listener to listen to the whole thing yeah yeah of course it's it's funny though isn't it because it's like different communities and different genres of music is it's different because I, I run a community on discord where we where we kind of listen we do listening parties for albums quite a lot and we might listen to like a bit of post-rock or uh like a like an ambient album or something and sometimes those are from we we, we listen to uh we were, we're planning on listening to a prurient record and i think that's three hours long and it's like it's it's very different, isn't it? It's very different. Uh, I can listen to it for longer. Yeah. If it, I feel like if it, if if it's just sounds that are in there, I feel like I could listen to it much longer than listening to just one person. I don't yeah, know if I that's agree. bad or not. <laughs> um, nah, I won't say it's like bad. It's just understand as a whining you can kind of create your own world when it's just sounds when it's when it's someone telling you that it's their world that you're in in it so i guess yeah yeah i've got to be honest the idea of a three-hour race drummer down was making me feel a little bit nauseous yo that shit's like what like yo it's so like everyone does it man even like obviously this guy's a bit out of the drama but Chris Brown bought like a 40 track album was it 50 tracks yeah I know nah yo what is like like who where like what it must be just for streaming because I can't imagine like you've like now, you know gone through something like massive and you've like, got all this creative expansion from it to the point where it's like fifty tracks of just you know like, fifty tracks. I'm, I'm not mad no. at these guys for doing this because I know it makes them a lot more money nowadays. It's hard to make money if you're just gonna sell an album, but these guys should just really be doing some world tours and shit. Yeah. <laughs> just do yeah, something. Do it all. Do yeah. it all. You know, like Migos could have just... made two tapes. Probably made more money if they separated them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, they probably would. I, I think <laughs> it, it almost feels like it's a competition to see but who they can they get want, the largest album. They want them billboard up, records, you know. man. They're trying to do them billboard records. That's what they're on right now. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, talk about the kind of endless, endless repeating of culture and some of the artists of the last few years that have kind of jumped on the bandwagon of things like trap and stuff it's funny an artist that uh, is pretty obvious artist to to talk about but Kanye West's last record Life of Pablo that was basically so heavily trap influenced and influenced by the current culture it was the first time that he as an artist felt like he was aping off of ideas of the majority and that's a really strange thing to to hear I think the, the fact that he changed his sound so much just to sort of fit some of the influences of the current contemporary media yeah, Stan. I mean, it's it's and it's it's not very it's very blurred lines as to where like people's intentions are like coming from. Like a person like him, who's obviously um, very like established in terms of like his sound and like how what kind of caliber he's in. So going to something like yeah. Bear Trappy, like what is it for? Like is it because you are trying to keep up with like all the like current stuff that's going on? Is it because that? you just like it and you just want to hop on it because of the fact that you know it's it's you think it's fire and you want to try something like that like you don't know really where it's coming from therefore i don't know i personally don't know how to like you know react to those kind of things because 
when you'd speak to artists and stuff and their intentions for like making like music and stuff, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really, like half of the time it doesn't really come from a place where it's literally just cause of jumping on the bandwagon. Maybe just people yeah. like feel something and want to jump on it. Not necessarily that, um, you know, they're just trying to keep up, but uh, I don't know, man. I feel like if, if you've carved something out for yourself um, and you know that that's your thing don't be don't be like trying to like hop on like totally the other side of things because i don't know you never yeah. know where we end up well that that sounds going to drop away though isn't it i mean people like Lil pump aren't going to be kicking around in 10 years time i don't think personally you know <laughs> maybe yeah maybe that'd more, be I nuts know. i hope they got things like that on Sadly, in the bookies you won't be here in 10 years. do you think you can go to the bookies and be like is pump gonna be popping in like 10 years time and i'll give you odds and shit <laughs> i don't even know because that's maybe. the kind of shit i want to freaking yeah. yeah exactly like it will I, well i don't think it will like but um that's what i'm saying like it's phases when when i'm saying before about the artistry like coming back through um i think that will be the interchange like it'll be like still those kind of sounds of stuff that are kind of becoming whatever and that i should like come back through so yeah i don't don't think it'll last but we'll see in it like this world's unpredictable in it you never know fam you don't know it definitely on. is you're totally right um I don't know if it, did you guys listen to um, Vince Staples' record last year, Big Fish Theory? I did. Yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. because he was an artist that I, I find really interesting because I think his production's always been interesting, like working with Clams Casino and producers like that. But Big Fish Theory for me sounded like a British producer. I know he had some British producers on it, but it had like the two step, the garage influence. Like it felt really British to me, which was so strange. I enjoyed his album. I always feel so. like I like Vince Staples more than I like Vince Staples' music. he's like a really real person i really like him as a person i'm very interested in his interviews and shit but his music's always been a little bit i don't know man like his subject matter is kind of i don't know if you've ever listened to like his old stuff what he used to in like 2012 and 13 but like he was cold yeah he was on some cold like just like and i know the industry made him like switch up and now he's like sponsored by sprite and stuff which I also oh, find no. very interesting because here's a question. Who do you think has made more money for Sprite, Future or Vince Staples? <laughs> what? I feel like it's a loaded question. I'd assume it would be Future, but you're going to tell me it's Vince Staples? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, I don't it's know. It's like, Future. It's definitely Future. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was confused for a minute. Like, Jesus Christ, surely not. That's what I can I mean, imagine Future's crazy. done well done well for Sprite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like... That that's a that's a weird record. I I know I know what you're saying about Vince though because he's got he is an artist that's got real vision. You can you, you listen yeah, to him like yeah, the first track off of Big Fish Theory, like that's the crabs in the bucket. It's got a whole philosophy and an idea. But I totally get it because in terms of his execution and flow, I still have issues with it. He repeats a lot of things. He doesn't yeah, like he doesn't I mean, have like, a very exciting flow. It's not that I don't like his music. It's just that like I wouldn't pick it out if someone was like, who do you listen to, sort of thing. But I can still yeah. listen to it. It's not like it's not like I'm not going to avoid it. But yeah, it was a nice album. Yeah. Like sonically, yeah, sonically, the album was sick, man. Like it, it, it yeah, was, I uh, thought I honestly thought the production was one of the best I've heard I heard all year. But I do think that some of the flow stuff let it down a little bit, which is that seven forty five beat was crazy. Yeah, seven forty five beat was. I really, really like that seven forty five. Ah, seven forty five is good. And, love, and also, um, also, love can be. Yeah, yeah can the drop on love can be is nuts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds that that is like so much british influence yeah, yeah that's like, it oh. like yeah that's it if you were to drop that in like a british like club or whatever like that shit will like it'll feel like yeah. home man it'll feel like home yeah 
Sure. And we were talking about dirty beats earlier, but the on Yeah Right, which is the one that features Kendrick Lamar, that that beat is absolutely just disgusting. It's I don't know if you remember that track. Well, once we finished our interview, you have to check it out if you don't remember it because it was just the most uh, yeah right, yeah right, yeah right. Oh yeah, no, it was hard. It was hard. It had like some. I don't even know what sounds you call them because I don't. They probably have names for these in the background, but it sounded like, like some mad transformer, like flipping transitions going on in like the background so yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah some insane sounds on that and in, in terms of other projects at the moment um kind of hip-hop or otherwise is there any artists that you guys look at at the moment as kind of the future of, of certain types of music anyone that you're really excited about at the moment Ooh, i'm gonna pull out the apple music and just I'm scroll i'm putting it out for me because Top of the head stuff. I'm excited just... about. I'm excited about Shiro Steel. I'm excited about uh, Trippy Red. Uh, who else am I excited about? I'm not really excited. Uh, I'm excited to hear Ray Strummer's album. Believe it or not, I want to know how long it takes for them for me to throw my phone against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a social experiment? I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that I've been listening to a lot of drill as well. There's no one specific, but I'm enjoying drill music at the moment. Yeah, I think in yeah. terms of like, uh, I don't know, people are like excited about, um, like, th- we, I think a class that's like the people who are most inspiring, like, tours, and usually that's like the people that we're around and like who are making music, like Toshiro Steel and uh, Jetson and Petrelli, Purple and Black. Petrelli like, as well, that's something else I'm very looking forward to. Yeah, Petrelli, Petrelli Purple, Purple, man, he's, he's, He's like, I don't know. I think he's kind of that voice where it's like, you know, when you you got a conscience and your conscience is telling you to do like right things. He sounds like he's just yeah. like, like I'd the, hate to like say the voice of that. Rap, but he sounds like my conscience. Yeah, not I won't call it conscious rap because I think that label is just a bit. They have to put it under something, but I think it's a bit. It just sounds they so can come up with something better. But yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Cherry Purple and like uh, Tashiro still are definitely artists that um, we're looking forward to seeing what they're gonna come in next, man. Sure. Wicked, and in, and obviously, and this kind of brings me to my sort of final question, which is definitely related: is what is next for the North A's? Because you guys released Brew Talk recently, which is kind of if any uh, if anyone's listened to this and they haven't heard any of your music yet, it's a good place to start, I would say. But what what is next for you guys? What's on the cards? I said to my I said to my bros at the start of New Year, by the end of the year, I'm gonna have a Panamera Porsche. Um, I'm, 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 I'm not sure if that's going to be true, but I'm going hard right now. Uh, we have a we have a project coming out in March. It's called Luna Duplex. Yeah, Luna Duplex, uh, seven to eight track uh, tape. That hopefully is. Hopefully, have a very nice feature on there as well. UK feature. Yeah, hundred nice. percent. Hopefully. Nice. Um, and yeah, like uh, working. Hopefully, throughout the year, we've got uh, uh album or tape dropping with uh, Johnny Strange. Uh, Mr. Jetson, Jack Jetson, who got a joint album, hopefully coming by the end of the year. Um, and just creating, man. Just creating a right now. Yeah, we're trying we're to cut like. Um, we're kind of looking to breach out of where we're at. We feel like, in terms of the North, we've we've done North, if you feel me. You don't smoke no more. Yeah. If um, we've, we've done North, as in, not as in like we've like taken over it, but as in like kind of. We've, we've used the resources. We need to like find more resources to kind of build and grow our fan base and shit. So we kind of yeah, want to br- sure. branch out a bit more. 
yeah branch out and like get like the business side of things just like locked up because it's has is as important as anything else yeah that's um, what but and at the same time like it, obviously it's just creating like good like authentic music coming from yeah. you know from our yeah. eyes and you know su- supplying Pulp the streets free coming soon as well yeah, yeah I definitely man. Not there on that yet, but that's going to be special when it drops. Yeah, so just round out also like Pulp Diction Free, uh, album with Jack Jetson and Luna yeah. Duplex coming out March next month. That's what's cracking. Mm-hmm. Loads of stuff to look forward to then. Well, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing you know where you guys go from here because I, I for one have been on board for a couple of years now and uh, I really like what you guys are doing. So and I hope that everybody that's listened to this today has uh, seen what you guys are about and they're excited to check out some check out some projects but yeah thank you so much for joining me today guys it's been a been a really interesting chat thank yeah no thank you very much for having us on here man like we appreciate you taking your time to want to you get me to sit down and like reason with man so it, it, big up man northerners. yeah northerners coming on the southern show yeah exactly yeah, man, well, yeah, yeah man, uh, man. all the best absolutely all the best guys yeah man. yeah 100 man big yeah. up Thanks, man. much yeah. love yeah.